0: Welcome to church. Happy New Year, everybody. Give someone a high five next to you. Say Happy New Year. It is so good, so good to be in church on the very first day of the year. So who enjoyed the worship this morning? Fantastic stuff. Fantastic. Thank you, Daniel. Let's give Daniel a hand. So if you're watching us online, we want to give you a very special welcome as well. And thank you for tuning in to One Heart Church this morning. But we do have some, a lot of visitors here today. So I want to uh, give you all a hand. Let's give the visitors a hand from wherever they're from. So good to have you with us. And we have some some special welcomes to the pastors from Cummins this morning, from the Uniting Church of Cummins. Let's give them a hand. I have... Norman and Antoinette here from the African Church in Adelaide, want to welcome you, they are pastors, and a very, very special welcome to Jonas and Sandra McGuera from Connections Church. So it is such an honour for us to have you here with us, and we're so glad that you've taken the time to come to church this morning, because I know God wants to do something for you today and for 2023. Who's in for that? Excellent. Someone agreed. That's good. So I love, uh, I love preaching on the first Sunday of the year, because everyone's eager, everyone's expecting something, everyone's got those, those uh, New Year's ideas buzzing around their head, things are going to be different, and so it's like, it is the most receptive, uh, the receptive uh, service for the whole year is, is New Year's Day. So uh, I'm just so glad that I'm able to bring you something this morning. Also, just want to say, uh, we've got some people over there who are uh, having a Polish service, so uh, welcome to all the Polski family over there. And uh, they're, not, they're not talking among themselves. They have an interpreter who is... Uh, we have an interpreter that hides in the cupboard. The Polish interpreter, we just bring him out whenever <laughs> Polish people come and interpret for them. And so today we finally got to use him. So that's fantastic. <laughs> but everyone's ready for a new beginning on on New Year's Day. It's because I think why people even non-Christians get excited about uh, the new year is because it's something God put in us to expect something different and new and fresh. That's why Jesus came to bring us new life, to be born again. It's like it's that spiritual experience that somehow gets on us at new year uh, to expect something new and it's exactly what Jesus does for us every day. So it's foundational of the gospel. Jesus gives you a new beginning when you're born again. For One Heart Church, so speaking to the One Heart people this morning, and I hope the ones who aren't here are watching online, because if you're not on, no. There will be a test. There will be a test. So just make sure they've heard it. But One Heart Church this year, I believe will be a time, and I thank you, Josh, for uh, Pastor Josh, for bringing that message in the communion. But I believe it will be a time for all of us in the church of rediscovering Jesus afresh. Because i tell you what, it's not the new Christian who has trouble discovering Jesus. It's the ones who've been on there for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. And then you you just come to church, you're like like automatic, and, and you're like everything's familiar. You do the stuff, you do the things automatically. But you know what? Jesus wants to rediscover himself in you. He wants to bring you into something new. In our hearts, in our church, I, I'm really excited for what God wants to do in us in 2023. And I hope today starts something in that direction. But I want to give you a few quick points to get you started for a great year. And uh, lately I've been, I've been really um, doing the, 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 the super fast service. So like 10 minute preaching, who's in for that? <laughs> Let's go home. But what I, I want to get you ready though for, to, to receive something from Jesus And we are going to do something today that I really want to encourage you now before we get into it to to respond to the Word of God today. And what we're going to do after the service, we're going to ask the music team to come back later, not just yet. Sometimes you say things like that and they come up and you're like, that's awkward. (laughs) But we're we're going to pray for people. We're going to lay hands on people. Now, you, you know, I'm just going to ask you to respond. If no one comes and prays with you from our team, that's okay because Jesus will know and he will see and he'll do something in your spirit. That you need but I am going to ask you to respond we're going to have a time where you can come out the front and receive something from the Lord so just letting you know that's the direction we're going to go to and I know there are some pastors here this morning and I really believe that uh, today is for you there'll be some things some some gold that you can take away that is going to help you this year so the first point I'm going to get straight into it today should we pray first you kind of do that just as a thing hey better because I'm preaching Let's close our eyes. Lord Jesus, we just come before you this morning. We pray that as the word is spoken, it is your word. And it has power, it has life, it has clarity. Lord, I just pray you speak to our our spirits this morning and make it clear what you want to do in us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, first point. To start yourself strong, to start the year well, is be spiritually minded. Be spiritually minded. In 2023, be filled with and have a desire for the Holy Spirit. So have that the 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 uh, the relationship that you want most this year is a relationship with the Holy Spirit because it has eternal benefits. Oh, Kirsten as well. I forgot to mention Kirsten. She was here the, uh, earlier last year uh, and did a a. a, a speedy what was it internship with us and now she's a pastor basically so just did that and you know what the last day she was here she came just briefly came into this building with uh, Kieran at the same time and now they're an item together so come and do an internship you get a a, a relationship (laughs) it all happens boom 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 But I, I want you to get something today. Be a spirit minded person because spirit minded people have a focus on the eternal. And when we live just carnal, that, that means the earthly. I'll use that word. That's a Christianese word for earthly. When we live life just focused on the earthly, we forget that there's a heavenly. And, and one of the most important things for any believer is to live your life uh, aware of the heavenly, of what's next. So 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, I've got a few scriptures here this morning. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, it's up there on the screen if you've got a magnifying glass or binoculars. Um, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. Now what that means is the resurrection of Jesus is not a maintenance program for the old you. Well, here's the big hit of the day. Everyone get ready to catch this ball. The resurrection of Jesus is not a maintenance program for the old you. It's the power of God to create a new you. Oh, we've got some excited people here today. That's amazing. So it's the power of God to create a new you. And that, that is an ongoing process. It's not like, well, I got saved in 1973 and that'll do me. No, God wants to keep you on the journey of growth, of freshness, of life, of knowing more, growing more. See, it says, um, Galatians, uh, oh, sorry, Second Corinthians 5 verse 15. It says, he died for everyone so that those who receive this new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. That new life they're talking about—they will live for—is a spiritual awakening life. It's a spiritually aware life. If you need some more, if you think oh, I'm not sure about this, Galatians two, verse twenty, it says, "I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. With, uh, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me." Oh, there's another one there, Galatians 5, verse 24 and 25, if you need more. But the question there is, does God want me to become some type of remote control drone? You know, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just remote control. I've got no control over my life. Um, but Jesus gives spiritual authority to though, uh, that is born in the Holy Spirit in your heart, to maximize living. That's what it's talking about. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna give up all my all my plans, all my dreams, all my all my you know, desires are all gonna be lost because of the, the the things that Rob just spoke about. But I'll tell you something, Zechariah 10, verse 7. I love the Old Testament. It says this: it's an old Old Testament description of spiritual living, and it's a description for us who live in the Holy Spirit. It says this. The people of Israel, which I'm, I'm translating today to you, the church, the people called of God, the people of the covenant, the new covenant, will become like mighty warriors. Let's uh, let's see everyone's mighty warrior coming out. Let's like, so there's not many warriors here today. Come on, let's do it. Don't, don't embarrass me. Let's. <laughs> Bill's loving it this morning. He's like, come on. They'll become like mighty warriors and their hearts will be made happy as if by wine. What's that talking about? Their hearts will be happy. It's like the Holy Ghost joy. The Holy Ghost anointing will make your heart happy. Uh, That's what they said on the day of Pentecost. They're all drunk. No, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And there was a joy overflowing in their lives. It says, their children too. There's a generational blessing on our lives. Your children too will see it and be glad. Their hearts will rejoice in the Lord. Now, I want you to see uh, verse 12, Zechariah 10, verse 12. It says, by my power, I will make my people strong. And by my authority, they will go wherever they wish. I, the Lord, have spoken. I want to tell you something. You can go wherever you wish when you're walking Following Jesus. It's not like, oh, God's taken away all my fun. Oh, God's taken away all my desires and all my plans. I have to be a robot and just, just you know, the, go like a drone with no purpose. Jesus is saying, you will go wherever you wish. Is that a good plan? Be blessed in God. That can be really lift some burdens off people today. When the Holy Spirit is upon you and in you, you'll never be burdened down again. You can go wherever you want. Freedom of choice to go wherever you wish. I hope that really sets you free today. Now, I'll tell you something that, that, this can easily be confused. Not to be confused with no commitments and no faithfulness. A lot of people would say that go, oh, I can go wherever I want. Just wake up, mm, what church should I go to today? Hmm, uh, what, 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 you know, no, 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 it's not talking about that. If you want to really grow and flourish, you anchor yourself in the house of God, where you where you, where you put your roots down, where you where you you, you are um, are a blessing to the church, where you where you belong, where you fit. So the, God puts the church together to make it strong. That's all part of that strength that we have is when we're together. So living submitted to Jesus, there is power and there is freedom, and we need to know that. But so be spiritual minded in twenty twenty three. So being spiritually minded will help you live the next two points that I have for you. So now you know there's two other points. Uh, I've got to go slow enough so that we can get the, all our attendance done. So <laughs> how, it's done. Oh, <laughs> let's go. Home. Number two, if you, if you want to have a great 2023, quit the excuses. Because excuses resist Jesus in our lives. So Luke chapter 14, verse 16 to 20, is a story about the banquet in heaven. And it says that everyone was invited. The, the, the master said, we're going to have a banquet. We're going to have a party. Yeah. Everybody come. We're killing the lamb. We're killing the beef. Killing the goat. For the Africans. <laughs> That's true. They don't like the goat in Africa. But they all began making excuses. What? It's like, it's like I'll start another day when it comes to my, my walk with God. Let's wait till spring. Or let's wait till summer. Or maybe never. See, excuses lead to plateaus of comfort. And comfort holds us hostage. Those, those of us who should be exploring and adventuring and going higher and, and taking victories and making victories in our spiritual walk. Excuses hold us hostage. Uh, Luke chapter 14, verse 16 to 20, uh, about the banquet in heaven. Everyone was invited, but they all began making excuses. Turn to someone next to you and say, no more excuses. Because I'll tell you what excuses do. Excuses exclude us from the blessing planned for us. Get that excuses exclude us from the blessings made for us. So there was a banquet that was made for us, and we we're all invited. But but an excuse said, "No, no, no, don't go." Yeah. What? Yeah. There's going to be pavlova. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you have ever made an excuse to God, you're in good company. You might think, "Well, I'm the only one who's ever made an excuse," and and God must hate me. God's, I've lost the plan of God for my life because I made an excuse. See, you're in good company. Adam made an excuse. Moses made an excuse. Gideon had an excuse. Thomas, they're just some of the names that, that, that made excuses, but God chose them anyway. I want to tell you something. God has chosen you anyway, despite your weakness, despite your sin, despite your flaws, despite your looks. Jesus has chosen you anyway. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 4. It says, farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. But i tell you something, before every first step of faith, when we're following Jesus, is a doubt and an excuse. So you, you know, before every step, there's a doubt and there's an excuse. So I want you to do this instead. Confess over yourself the word of God. Ephesians 3 verse 20 says, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So what I want you to do for for this is apply the word of God to your doubt and your excuses. So you'll have doubts. Doubts. You can think of a million excuses why you shouldn't do this or do that or follow Jesus a little bit closer in 2023. But apply the Word of God to your doubt. The Word of God brings clarity. It brings guidance. It will fill you with courage. And it will expel the excuses. Who's ever been expelled? Expelled from school? Close your eyes. BJ has. Close your eyes. Let me see those hands. Yeah, oh there's two. Oh there's two here I see those hands. There's been two people who've been expelled. But I'll tell you something. We've got to expel our excuses out of our life. And after every after every excuse has been expelled, we just take a step in the direction that Jesus is wanting us to go. So if we neglect the word and we neglect prayer, this is our word, the, the, the Bible. If we neglect the Bible and prayer, and if you do that, you don't have a ministry. I'm talking to the pastors here today. If you neglect the word and prayer, you don't have a ministry. You'll, you'll revert to human carnal in- instincts of the flesh, of comfort, of excuses, and they'll overtake the purpose of Jesus in your life. So you don't want to be the you don't want to be the person that has your excuses overtake the call of, and purpose of God in your life, and it happens every day, and so we need to say, Jesus, I want to I want to guard myself from an excuse directing my life. Yeah. So you know, I don't want to go down all that track, but there's an excuse. Oh, I'm already too busy. I've got enough on my plate. Uh, I just don't I don't know enough. Um, I'm, I'm Italian. I'm short. I've got fat fingers. Uh, there, there's so many different excuses that we can, we can make. But I want to encourage you, invest yourself in the Word of God and the Word will invest in you. The Word is Jesus. I, I, I love my Bible. I love the Word of God. And if there's only one thing I can encourage you to do in 2023 is to, to uh, develop a way that you can get the Word of God into your spirit. If you can read well, read. If you, if you can't read well, then listen to it. Do one way or another. If you can't do either, just turn up at church. Because we'll inject it into you every Sunday. And it'll do you good. The third one. This is a, this is a, this is a, a strange one. Closed doors. See, most of us don't know what to do when facing a closed door. I want to tell you something today. This will change your mind. Closed doors are your friend. A lot of time we think a closed door, that's an enemy. I've got an enemy that closed the doors or closed in front of me. No. Here's some wisdom for you. Don't waste life in front of closed doors. Praying, fasting, crying, kicking. Why don't this door open for me? I want to be a worship leader and they won't let me. There's a closed, there's a closed door. So I always say to Jimmy, why don't you let me, please? But don't waste life in front of closed doors. Yeah. Here is what you do at a closed door. Now, just, just remind yourself, a closed door is your friend. Yeah. So I'm going to give you some wisdom here this morning. Here's what you do at a closed door. So you're, you're going through life. You think, I'm Jesus, I'm following you. And, and I can see all the things starting to happen. And you, you've spoken to me. I know the direction. And then you're, just, you, you're cruising along. And then suddenly, boom. I can't do that noise very good. You rattle on the door, it's closed. Darn things locked. This this is like a a truly, it's like a spanner in the works of my life. There's a closed door. So you think, but Jesus, I thought that's where you wanted me to go. I, I need to go behind that door. I need to get in behind there. But it's locked. It's closed. What you do is you turn and look for an open one. Turn and look for an open door. Again, the the greatest wisdom you can have today is realize that closed doors are your friend. Because about doors, a closed door is to keep unauthorized people out. you know that? Closed doors, locked doors are to keep unauthorized people out. Because sometimes behind a closed door is like 24,000 volts. And it's locked for a reason. And you might think, but I want to get in behind it. I want to get in where that power is and you'll get fried unless you're authorized unless you know what you're doing you'll end up a piece of bacon somebody you needed to hear that this morning see doors and gates in the bible are used as metaphors for new beginnings see a door signifies the start of something new but it also signifies closing the door on the past so it, it signifies stepping into things that are new and also means I'm closing the door on things behind me, things of the past. So Paul recognises the doors before him. Romans 1 verse 12, Paul was uh, prevented from going to Rome. The doors were closed. If we, if we see the story of Paul, he says, I, I wanted to go to Rome so many times, but, but I wasn't able to. The door was closed. I couldn't go to Rome. Uh, Again, in 1 Corinthians 16, 9, uh, he he talks about there is a wide open door for a great work here in Ephesus. There's an open door. And if we could could grasp some of the wisdom of Paul in our journey with God, we'll realize that some doors are closed for a reason. And where we are in another way, he's saying, well, I really want to go to Rome. I really want to be in Rome. I want to go to Rome. But the door's closed. But he says, well... Meanwhile, I'm in Ephesus and there's a wide open door for me here. Start turning instead of pushing your way into a closed door. Look and turn to the open door like Paul in Ephesus. In Revelation 3 verse 8, God says, or Jesus says, I have opened a door for you that no one can close. So you got to, if you want to speak the word over yourself, don't go, don't go crying, don't go fasting, don't go panicking, because the doors are closed. You say, Jesus, Revelation here tells me that you have opened a wide door for me. Help me to see it. Help me to see what that open door is. You might be thinking, Hey, I really want ministry. I really want ministry. God is saying, Hey, you know what? Here's your open door. You've got a cart. Bring people to church. That's a ministry. Oh. I've opened a door for you that no one can close. See, the things that God opens to you, no one can close. See, Jesus has a message for you today. I've opened a door for you. Uh, Revelation 4 verse 1 says, Then as I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven. So what we need to, to develop in our life is discernment and good judgment. And they come from prayer and the word, as I said before. If you want discernment and good judgment, if you want to discover the doors that are opening before you, if you want to know the doors that are closing before you, and remember the closed doors are your friend, then you need to have judgment, good judgment, and discernment. So you'll identify open doors to go through. And you'll be able to say, well I know where God wants me next. Look for the open door. Look for the open door. The closed door is your friend. You need to." Write that down somewhere, please. Humor me. Pretend you're writing. Get your phones out. Yeah, I'm just texting my friend. He's talking for too long. Can I ask the the musicians to join me again, please? So our three points this morning to start us off for a strong 2023. Be spiritually minded. Have an eternal perspective. Have an eternal perspective. You're not just here going through life. You're preparing yourself for an eternal life. Number two, cease the excuses. Invest yourself in the Word of God. Take a step of faith. And I'll I'll remind you again, for every every call and purpose of God, there will be an excuse. Just step past it. Go beyond it. The third one, closed doors. Closed doors are not dead ends. They protect you going where you shouldn't be. They protect you going where you don't need to be. They're your your best friend. So if you're on the journey, if you're here today, I don't know everybody here who's here today, but if you're on the journey of discovering your way to Jesus, you literally need to go through a new door and close what's behind you. You see, Jesus invites us all to a relationship with him. He described it as being born again. I've made mention of it many times this morning already. But it is an experience that we can really experience, that we can really have, where Jesus deals with the inner issues of our heart, the the, the deepest parts of who we are, and recreates them to be new, that we have new life in Jesus Christ. And the way in which we access that is we let Jesus deal with our sin. You see, some people think, well, I've got to go to church. I've I've got to do this so that I can get all good stuff from God. So he'll do me some favours. I'll do him a favour. He'll do me a favour. It doesn't work like that. So Jesus came to deal with the issue of our sin, our brokenness, our separation from God. It's not so that we can get a new speedboat, a shotgun and a car and a girlfriend. It's so that he can deal with the innermost hurts of our heart and heal that and what separates us from God is this little thing called sin it's rebellion against God unbelief so if you're here this morning why don't we just close our eyes and and you're thinking hey I want to get close to God I want to start 2023 I want to rededicate myself maybe you've never made this decision ever before in your life it might be your first time but if that's you here today I'm going to ask you to do something really bold and that's just a Slip up your hand and say, hey, that's talking to me today. I want to get my life right with Jesus. No one's looking around. If if that's you, you can slip up your hand. I'll see that, and I'd love to lead you in a prayer today. I can't see any hands. I have one hand. There's a hand. I see that. Thank you. That's been very brave. What we're going to do then right now, we're going to pray together with that person. There's a a prayer up, up on the screens. I want you to just look at the screen right now we're going to pray this together with that person because today a life has changed. And what we're doing is we're confessing Jesus be my Savior today. So can we pray this all together right now? Dear Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God, that you died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sin. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life and I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. Today I'm born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And I want to tell you something, when you pray a prayer like that and just asking Jesus to come into your heart, things will change. Things will change. You start the journey of faith. You take one step after another. Doesn't mean there's never going to be a problem or there's never going to be a challenge, but you now have Jesus with you through every challenge. Let's give that person a hand this morning. Very brave. Can we all just stand this morning? Because I I really think that we we need to preach for results in, in our lives and we need to come into the house of God because we want to change. But today, I know many people are at a door. They're at a new door. And I'd love to pray for you and encourage you and believe with you for the next that God has for you. In 2023. And you know, perhaps, perhaps you're at a place where you're about to enter something new. I don't know, you may be looking at a new job, somewhere else to live, or whatever it may be. But you're entering enter entering, entering new things. And you know you've got to close something behind you and never go back. So today is a doorway moment, an encounter to define your future. If you want prayer and I encourage you to respond to Jesus today. I'm inviting you inviting you to come on out. And myself the team would love to pray with you and just stand with you. You don't you know you may not even know why you're responding. You might say look I don't know but I just I just want a change to happen. We might you know we're not here to counsel with you. We're not here to you know give you five points of what you should do next. But we're going to pray, lay hands on you, and believe that the Spirit of God will do the rest. So thanks, team, if you can lead us. And I'll just invite you to come, and we'd love to pray with you right now.